everyone, and welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. I am Jonathan, your host, and here at Red Beard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors because I've noticed that people that apply those four things into their lives, those four pillars, those four elements, whatever you would like to call them, into their lives on a regular basis have consistent success. They live happier, healthier, more successful lives on a consistent basis. That's what I want for me and I want that for you as well. So I'm sharing my journey with you and hope to join you on yours as well as you join me in Redbeard's Fit Crew and the First Form Outdoors Facebook group. Uh, Both of those groups, guys, are amazing communities of like-minded individuals that just want to get better. Uh, The links are down below, guys, and love to see you in those communities. That's why I created Redbeard's Fit Crew. I want to see your journey, and your journey can inspire and help others. Again, that's a big reason why I started the podcast is because I want to have amazing conversations, which goes towards the Saturday edition of the podcast. Today being Wednesday, you get the solo edition where you get to hear me chat about a story, answer some questions, something inspirational uh, that has helped me in my journey. And then Monday, of course, is the Gear Review Monday, where I get to scratch that itch on being a gear nerd and share things that I use, have either put through its paces or sometimes a first impressions before I go put it through its paces of items that I use in in the outdoors, around here, home, uh, in my daily life, basically. So that's what we're all about here. All right, guys. Well, your personal invitation to Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors groups on Facebook has already been extended. Here's another extension to that, guys. If you can't or don't have a Facebook, email me at redbeardoutdoors1, just the number one, at gmail.com. I'll get you in on our weekly calls so that you can participate in those communities, find like-minded individuals, maybe even find someone local that can be your workout buddy or uh, go hiking with, or just make a new friend. Because as we're wrapping up the year, guys, it's becoming apparent like it always is every single year. People are starting to, I guess, end the year with a bang, whatever you want to call it, and then start the new year (laughs) at the gym. That's not what we want. We want you to go ahead and get you a head start on your nutrition and fitness goals, even as we go through the holidays. There are definitely ways to do that. So go join those communities, guys. I'd love to see you over there. Or send me an email. Also wanted to give a shout out to the show partners and sponsors, Alpenfuel, Heather's Choice, both of those companies, guys. Links are down below. Go check them out. Get your backcountry nutrition. Uh, best granola on the market from Alpenfuel. And then if you're looking for some amazing warm meals, you don't even have to use them while you're camping, guys. Sometimes I just eat them here at home. But Heather's Choice has some great meals. Uh, she is a an awesome entrepreneur that is creating jobs and trying to feed your gut properly along with Alpenfuel. Uh, They want you to have the best granola on the market, guys. Go check those companies out. Of course, First Form, if you need any supplements or any nutritional needs such as multivitamins, fish oils, etc., shoot me a message. I'd love to answer any questions that you have on any products. But if you're in the market for a protein powder or multivitamin, definitely let me know and I'll help you out. Or Greens Formula as well. Those are kind of my three staples, Uh, multivitamin and then the greens and, of course, protein powder. Those are the things that I use. Love to help you out and answer your questions. Of course, Black Ovis. Black Ovis has a smorgasbord of great outdoors gear and equipment. 
Go check out the link down below, guys. They are always running great deals on everything you need from boots to glassing to basically anything you need for the outdoors. Go check them out. They just dropped their new Merino line as well if you're in the market for some good Merino layers. All-in digiscoping. All-in digiscoping is the best digiscoping option on the market. Quick with the magnets. Lines it up perfectly for you so you're not fidgeting with your phone while you're trying to get that video or photo of that amazing bull, buck, bird maybe, uh, whatever it is that you're trying to film. Go check out allin.co. Use code REDBEARD. A3 archery bowstrings. Best bowstrings on the market. Definitely go check Brent's work out over there at a3archery.com. Kestrel glassing systems. Go check them out at kestrelglassingsystems.com. Another option. Great, great option for lightweight. If you're just running in with some binos, you're not needing a spotter, you definitely want the Kestrel glassing system. Go check them out. Best stabilizers on the market, quattroarchery.com. They are always doing great work. I'm stoked to uh, work on a couple projects with them. They're doing awesome. Affect Beard Oil. Of course, guys, if you have an itchy beard, short beard, long beard, whatever kind of beard you've got, or maybe a spouse, significant other, or sibling, or child has a beard that is in need of some care, go check out affectbeard.com. Save some money with code REDBEARD, and he gives back to charities, guys. So just a great, great individual, and you'll be giving back to the community and yourself <laughs> so you don't have to deal with beard dandruff or anything else, and your beard will smell amazing. And of course, last but not least, guys, Absolute Aid CBD, the best CBD chewables on the market. Go check them out at absoluteaid.com. All right. So I today want to talk a few things here as far as mental fortitude goes and helping new hunters. I know I've shared a couple stories in the last episodes. You should definitely go listen into those stories. Uh, some awesome experiences I've had over the last couple weeks while I've been out hunting where, where I was able to help some new hunters. Uh, so I'm not going to reiterate those stories, but I will talk a little bit and touch on, you know, you guys had some questions on uh, how do I like to help new hunters? Why do I like to help new hunters? And, um, and also mental fortitude in hunting situations when it comes to bumping animals, not finding them, etc. So first of four, uh, four, if I could speak first and foremost, let's talk about new hunters. So <clears throat> for me, something that I've noticed one, I am, I would consider myself a new hunter, even though I've been hunting for, oh man, probably seven years now along those lines, something like that. And, uh, I wasn't always an archery hunter from the beginning. I started with rifle, then muzzleloader, uh, then started archery in the last, it's three, almost four years. Uh, it's about three years and I absolutely love it. And I will be doing basically just archery going forward for the foreseeable future. Not that I don't love my guns because I do, uh, but I love the adventure of archery hunting, the longer seasons, the the many opportunities that you have to see the animals in their different times of year. And of course, having to get in close. Uh, if the tags that I have right now were rifle, I would have tagged out months ago, but they're not. And so I've had some amazing experiences throughout the ruts and seeing the herds of elk break up uh, as the bigger bulls are separating now uh, from the herds and going back to their bachelor groups, etc. 
helping new hunters as someone who I would consider myself maybe moving out of the phase of new hunter. Uh, it's a very important topic for me. And I've shared this again on multiple podcasts before, but I'm going to just address it directly. Uh, this question. One, why help people get into hunting? There's a lot of people out there with the mindset of there's already enough hunters. We don't need more. I don't like that mindset. That's a very scarcity uh, mindset. If you're in the right situation, in the right scenarios, you will always be able to participate in hunting. Now, I understand you may not always, not everyone has the means to be able to go out of state, which I am starting to dabble in here uh, this upcoming year, doing some out-of-state hunts with some great individuals. But even if you are just in-state and you're concerned with maybe not drawing the tags that you want, etc., because there's too many people in the draw, whatever you want to blame, a lot of people do blame that. They say there's not enough tags to go around, you know, out-of-staters need to stay in their state, etc., blah, blah, blah. That, in my mind, is the scarcity mentality because even if you didn't draw, say you don't have the opportunity to go out-of-state, whatever it may be that's holding you back a little bit, with maybe it's your budget, maybe it's uh, work-related issues where you can't take off that amount of time, maybe it's family that you have other obligations, etc., but we'll, we'll just go with the scenario that you aren't able to leave the state, so that narrows down your opportunities quite a bit. And then you're upset with the out-of-staters coming in or just the amount of people that are starting into hunting. There's obviously a huge surge due to COVID. People were getting outside. They were interested in hunting again. More people started hunting and especially archery hunting, etc. You can go into that mindset of that scarcity mindset of there's not enough to go around and we need to stop telling people to get into the hunting community. I strongly disagree with that because even if you don't have a tag, guys, if you have the right group of people, you will want to be out in the woods with those people and helping them fill their tags. Period. End of story. I mean, that, that's just how it should be in this community. The successes of others should feel amazing. They should make you feel good. They should make you proud and your help in that endeavor whether that be helping them learn how to shoot a bow throughout the year, shoot their rifle correctly, whatever it is, you should be of the mindset that there's plenty of the quote-unquote pie to go around and we should all be willing to help each other out. That's the mindset that I have. It's just the, the idea that there is an abundance because there is. There really is. The natural resources that we have, public land, the animals that are out there, uh, all of God's wonderful creations, there is plenty if used correctly. And that's what we need to, if you don't trust what the DWR in Utah, it's called DWR, basically Division of Wildlife Resources in your state. If you don't trust what they're doing, start attending meetings, voting, etc., letting them know, writing letters that you do or do not agree with things that they're doing, do your civic duty. Don't just sit back and, and complain about there being too many hunters. But you got to trust that they are going to do the best for the wildlife so the wildlife can grow and uh, and we'll be able to have enough so that our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids will also be able to hunt and participate in the things that we love should they choose to do so. 
So that is why I do it. I want more of the community so that we don't eventually lose our privilege to hunt. Because in all honesty, guys, it's not necessarily a right to be able to hunt. And I think people are opening their eyes to that, but I want to just call it out for what it is. It's not a right. I wish it was. I feel like it is because it it's a way to provide for my family, but it's not a right. It is a privilege to be able to hunt. So to be able to do that, we need to bring more people into the fold, more good people, not people that just want to kill stuff, but good people that are willing to participate in conservation, understand the ethics of killing an animal because that's what you're doing you are killing it you're not harvesting it you can say that as a nice term you're killing an animal you're taking its meat to provide for your family and to provide your part into the ecosystem so if we want that privilege we need to bring more people in that are good ethical people and that is a big reason why for me I love introducing people to hunting or encouraging new hunters. If I run into them out on the, on the trail, I want to help them so they can be better stewards than they would be as an uneducated new hunter. That's how my mentor Brent, uh, helped me. And of course I had the passion and, and to know where to go to look for other information as well. You should be that resource for the people around you. People that ask questions that maybe seem uneducated, uh, be patient with that because they just don't know. Have a good response. Have a good conversation with those people that have questions, genuine questions about hunting, fishing, things along those lines. Uh, you definitely need to have those good conversations. So that's, that's the why. Now, how do I help new hunters? Well, again, anytime I have a conversation... I like to have a good response as to why I enjoy hunting, all about the experience, that it's not just what YouTube shows you, the five-second clip of the kill shot, and wow, they were out there for 10 minutes. And No, I love to show them the whole experience, talk to them about the whole experience of hiking and scouting, and there's days where you don't even see the target animal that you're looking for, not even that species. Uh, there's all those different things that go through the situations of helping a new hunter get introduced to hunting the proper way. So that's how I go about it is I either talk to them and have those educated discussions that brings the topic up and is interesting to those people. Or if I find someone on the trail and I'm talking to them and it seems like they are new or maybe they're just, maybe they've been doing it for a while, but they're new in their knowledge. Uh, they're just learning all of those things would tell me that they're a new hunter. How do I help them? Well, I bring them along with me. I show them the ropes that I have learned. Now, I'm again, I'm not perfect, but I love to be able to bring people along, show them how, to, how I glass, how I do things, and why I enjoy it so much so that hopefully they will stick around a little bit longer than having to constantly be a solo hunter and only do things on their own. So all of those things, things or why and how I go about doing it. If you want to listen to some really good stories that I have over the last couple of weeks, go back and listen to previous podcasts uh, that I've recorded so that you can listen in on those stories. Now, the next question that I got was about mental fortitude in hunting situations, when you bump animals, when you're not seeing animals, etc. 
That one I'm still figuring out, guys. Because I, I had a great conversation with a guy that's been hunting for a while. And he, he mainly focuses on elk. He also goes out, uh, you know, for, for mule deer, etc. But he absolutely loves elk. He is a champion elk caller and uh, fastly becoming a friend of mine, uh, a good friend of mine. And he and I were talking about how I kind of felt burnt out this year. Uh, and I was working on my mental fortitude because I was dealing with people pressure and the elk not wanting to talk or vocalize the elk, uh, you know, basically treating them like whitetails and how I was kind of burning out from that because that's not the experience that I wanted. And that was me personally. So the way we deal with that is take a break. Realize that if you're burning the candle at both ends every single day, getting up early, going to bed late, hiking, 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 not seeing much of anything. Uh, the way you got to do that is, or get through that is to take a mental break, whether that be bringing a book, listening to a good podcast. Uh, sometimes you just got to take half a day to relax. And by relax, I don't mean, you know, go to the bar and spend, spend all night drinking. I don't do that anyway. But uh, some people would consider that relaxing. By relaxing, I mean sitting back, getting the rest that your body needs at camp. Or if you need to go home, take a day if you're close enough to home. And you say you've been out in the woods for 10 or so days. Take some time to not be so focused on just chasing elk. You can take half, again, if you're just staying at camp, half a day, get some rest if you beat up on your body pretty good. Uh, again, good podcast, good music, good food, something along those lines to recharge yourself. That's something that I am personally figuring out, guys, because I've been at this chasing elk thing since August, and we're coming up here in December, and uh, and I've had some really close encounters, and it's been really hard not to get frustrated and then I just sit back and remember all the amazing opportunities that I've had, all the great times and memories that I've created over these last couple months, and the things that I've learned about me, the things that I've learned about the elk, and how I can get better. So for all of those, all of those things, guys, are how I deal with uh, having that, that mental strength. Uh, the guy I was talking to, he shared that, you know, they him and this group of buddies had been out hunting for seven or eight days. They realized that they all stank pretty bad. So they took a day and they went and they took a shower. They got some hot food that was freshly cooked. Uh, they slept in an actual bed and then they were up bright and early the next day to get back after it. But they took that moment to recharge. You're going to have to figure out what that is for you. Some people need to go back to their home and stay for a day or two, unplug completely. My biggest problem is if I do that, I will be so focused on getting back out in the woods that I won't be able to unplug at home. So I generally will take maybe half a day to get a little bit better sleep, get some more, maybe some better nutrition in me, and then hit it out, uh, whether it be, you know, the evening or, or the next morning. So those are all ways that I deal with that, guys. Now, bumping animals, you know, it just happens. It really does. And I've got a story that I'm going to share with you guys here coming up shortly when the season ends about uh, something that happened really recently that 
honestly, I was able to push through it because again, I had kind of built up that, that, uh, thick, I guess, layer of feeling around elk and, uh, in this situation, I was able to enjoy the moment, soak in seeing these animals and, and just watching them in their natural habitat. And, uh, it was just a great overall experience. So you don't always have to get down on yourself. Uh, you know, learn from those experiences. That's another thing too. When you bump an animal, learn from that. Don't just sit back and say, dang it, there's a lost opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Learn from it. What can you do better next time? Why won't you do that again? What went wrong? Ask yourself those questions and maybe jot down some notes or take some mental notes and don't do it again. It's that simple. Just learn from it, guys. Getting frustrated about it doesn't do anything for you. It makes the hunt more difficult. It makes it not enjoyable for you or anyone that maybe is around you. And uh, just take those moments of failure and learn from them. You know, just uh, get better from it. So that's how I deal with the mental fortitude of, uh, you know, being out there and hunting for days on end or glassing some of the same country that you know the elk are in, but they're in different spots or in the thick stuff. You're waiting for them to come out, hiking in and being unsure whether or not they're there or not. All of those things can come into play, guys. Uh, have some mental strength in the form of just simply recharging. Finding your way to recharge, whatever that may be. A phone call home some good warm food, maybe you have to go sleep in a bed, maybe you need to shower, whatever it is, guys, you figure that out. But basically, recharge, find a way to recharge. It's just like when you get burned out on anything else, you can get burned out on hunting. I imagine whitetail hunters do too, after they put in so much work on food plots, etc, or sit in the tree stand for x amount of days in a row, and nothing comes through, or not your target comes through. Um, Everyone can get burned out. When you notice yourself starting to get frustrated about something that is that you were previously passionate about, excited for, take a step back, ask what you can do to recharge, recharge your batteries, then hit it headstrong the next time. Okay? That's the that's to answer those two questions, guys. Um, helping new hunters and mental fortitude when it comes to hunting scenarios where maybe you're just feel like you have constant failure. So I uh, really appreciate that you guys send in those questions. I'm going to keep fielding questions over on the Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to join me again over Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors Facebook group, if you don't have Facebook, send me an email. I'd love to have you in on the weekly calls. So you can join that like-minded community and make yourself better. That's all, that's all we want. It's just for you to live a happier, healthier, more successful life. Thanks so much for tuning in to this podcast. Follow, leave a review. Helps a ton. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment, a question that you may have. I'd love to answer them. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. You have so many other podcasts that you could tune into and you're tuning into mine. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Have an amazing rest of your week, and of course, get out, live your life, and love it.